I don't know if I've ever really given myself an opportunity or space to do that, to say, Alyssa, tap into the frequency of your entire soul and its vastness and then speak that language. Welcome to another episode of The Orphic. My name is Alyssa. I'm an astrophysicist. I have my PhD and I'm interested in understanding the consciousness of the universe and the energetics of astrophysics. So I'm really interested in merging science and spirituality and, and essentially trying to understand the physics of consciousness and how specifically that appears in the universe at large and how we can kind of expand these ideas and apply these ideas of souls and consciousness and and love to galaxies and to the universe and just to our understanding of how everything is interconnected and that is what i'm interested in and that's what i am motivated to do in this life so please give me a follow on instagram at interdimensional.astrophysics I'm Michaela with Mariposa Moonchild on Instagram, and I'm here as a change maker to activate the healer and change maker within yourself. So doing that through energy medicine and shadow alchemy. And yeah, check me out at Mariposa Moonchild because I have a bunch of different sessions that I do, past life regressions, energy attunements, um, the energy medicine, Reiki, oracle readings and one-on-one mentorship too if that's something that you're interested in yeah go check out Michaela's offerings and book a session of sorts okay so let's get started in this episode by doing some by grounding in let's get present yeah yeah I'm gonna light my palo santo this time so everyone take a moment please please Close your eyes, place your feet flat on the ground. Let's take a moment to just ground in and feel into our breath and into our bodies and into our hearts. Take a moment. Breathe in that scent of the Palo Santo. Imagine in it working its way throughout your entire body, internal and external, clearing and cleansing. Now, together, let's take a deep cleansing breath in. Filling your lungs all the way to the top. Pausing here. Feeling into your heartbeat. Into the blood moving through your veins, into your humanness. And release, let it go. (sighs) Letting go of anything and everything that's not serving you at this time. Releasing it with the breath. One more big breath in. Filling your lungs all the way to the top. Feeling into your heart, into your heart space. When you're ready, releasing. Letting it go. Take one more big breath in. Filling your lungs to full, 
pausing here, taking a moment to feel into the stillness of your body. And when you're ready, releasing on the exhale and letting go of everything that's ready to go. And when you're ready, I invite you to slowly and gently come back to this space. I've been um, adding a different kind of grounding visual sometimes in my meditations. Usually I will, well, a few a few things I've been adding. It kind of just came to me as, as this visual Usually I extend my root chakra out and down and I visualize it red and it goes through the earth. But then one day this um, actually kind of more like releasing an anchor into the ocean visual came to me. And I really like it because you feel like the weight of it. So, you know, it's kind of like dropping an anchor, like dropping an anchor and then you feeling it like hit the thud of like the bottom of the of the sea. And it definitely helps you feel kind of super grounded. So I don't know. I thought about that when we were <laughs> we were grounding it, and I was like wanted to mention that. And then the other thing that I'm doing is well, this was a suggestion. This kind of actually came up for me in when my friend Hiba did some practice channeling for me. She was saying to ground my heart into with the center of the earth. Um. So now I, now I actually do like two grounding visualizations. So first, I'll ground my root. And then I'll do it like the anchor and I visualize it dropping and I'm like, okay, I'm very, I'm dense. I'm in this reality. I'm firmly planted here. And then I'll take my heart chakra and like drop it down and I'll like align it to the center of the earth and kind of like merge my heart chakra with the earth's center. It's nice. Yeah. I feel like when I go out through the root, it's kind of like aligning my or grounding my whole chakra system Mm -hmm. so just like everything all the way down is connected and then just like because the root is the closest to the ground that's the place where it goes out totally yeah yeah all right so what are we talking about today uh we're talking about my experience going to linking awareness adventure so the next level after linking awareness journey that we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. So, and we're so move now into this is linking awareness adventure. Linking awareness adventure. And the okay. prerequisite was linking awareness journey. We are um, venturing. We are adventuring. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was definitely an adventure. Yeah. Definitely quite the experience. Okay, yeah. So you went back for another set of training that was five days in a row this time. So the first one was three. And then yeah. you went back and you said, I haven't had enough because there's always more in the spiritual world. There's always always new levels to go. And so this was deeper, more immersive, right? Yeah, I mean, even that was an interesting experience of just choosing to go back because originally I was only signed up for the first one and there was like a couple of days in between. And when I came home, I was doing a lot of really deep 
processing. Like, first of all, it felt very difficult for me to leave the ranch, Mm -hmm. like just being in that energy. Um, And from my experience and others that I've talked to, it really does feel like just a vortex of energy out there on the ranch. Like you're just, you're just in that new earth energy. And Lucia speaks to that a lot where she's just like, new earth is here. Like I'm living in it like that. I live Mm in 5d every day. Um, which is also a really important point because it's not just Lucia who has access to that. Like we all have access to that and that's so possible for all of us. Mm -hmm. Uh, and another point to that is it's, it's a choice. Yeah. And I was having some interesting conversations with some of the people we're in like a group chat on whatsapp from Mm -hmm. everyone that was like there yeah it's really really nice to have that connection have that support so following both of them leaving a lot of people on messenger were like living in 3d is exhausting like this is really Mm -hmm. tough and like a few people said that or they're just like oh like going back to the 3d and stuff and i just like really thought about that and felt into it and i'm like yeah, but why? Like, mm. why are we going back to 3D? Mm-hmm. Like, we're choosing that and we're telling ourselves that. Like, we're going yeah. to these linking awareness journey and adventure to experience the 5D, which, like, we already are in so many aspects. Like, these people that are here, are they are practitioners and we are light workers and change makers. And so they've already had access to this energy. Or else they wouldn't, they wouldn't be there. Yeah. So to say that they're, and this, like, not to call anyone out specifically, but it's just the thought that I had, but to say that you're going back to 3D or now you're in 3D just feels very um, dispowering to me. Mm -hmm. And kind of like disempowering disempowering Mm -hmm. and uh, counterintuitive. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I okay. get, I get like maybe a lot of us, myself included, haven't built a space where it feels as high vibrational right. as it does on the ranch. Mm-hmm. However, I do feel like it's a choice to make create that for ourselves because we are the creators of our yeah. reality. Yeah, and then to choose that for ourselves mm-hmm. also. Yeah, and there's, like, with the whole thing of, like, going back to 3D, like, you know, there's a lot of victim mentality in there that we all probably have room to work on. And, um, but obviously that kind of container wouldn't have drawn the attention of, of someone that really thinks that they're, or feel, like, uh, really believes that there's such a difference, you know, the whole point of it is not, obviously, to go and experience this and then go back to life right it's to it's to be able to put on your 5d goggles or your 5d glasses and then live it from from wherever you are but obviously like there's people there's certain people that have a much more quote-unquote 3d like day-to-day surroundings so i can understand how maybe certain people have really feel like they have such 3d surroundings that it's uh, a big transition to go back in but yeah it's like right it's like that's the 
the task is to bring the magic back with you or to yeah or to re-empower yourself that it's you know that you're a changed person or that you you know you don't need to have that same mentality as you did before yeah but yeah I mean I also I also get it because that's part of it like when I came back in between the days I just there's just this like such a shift in energy even where it's just like it felt like I felt sad like I felt like Mm -hmm. I was kind of grieving to be honest like I just wanted to be back there and back in that energy and keep like growing and evolving and expanding at the rate that I had been Mm -hmm. and then I kind of felt like I was home and I'm like now what yeah um And so I did want to go back and there was a few things that I was worried about. I was worried about money Mm -hmm. to go back. I was worried about being away for five days and kind of leaving Bryce with the responsibilities of, you know, being a parent (laughs) to taking care of Osa (laughs) and Nuj when he's working all day at home. And I also felt bad at the time for leaving osa for that long too without anyone and really bad and when i had gotten back um in the last episode i had talked about at the end of my experience in like an awareness journey when osa came to the ranch and the experience that we had with osa so when we got home i found i was doing a lot of releasing for her oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah continued processing continuing releasing So, like, honestly, I was crying a lot, like, Mm -hmm. in these couple of days. Like, I was just, like, like, anxious, crying. I'm like, I really want to go. I'm worried about my dog. Like, I was just, like, I was all over the place. Yeah. And then I just felt into, I felt into my heart some of what I had just learned. Mm -hmm. So... I jumped on a call with my mentor and we chatted a bit and we did some tapping together just around mm. kind of the lack and the scarcity and yeah. feeling into that and what 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 was in my highest and best to do. And that really helped me move through those blocks. Yeah. And then after that I felt uh I felt trust in the money and just secure in that situation. But I still just had this like worry about Osa and I was trying to tap into her. But since I was so emotionally attached to the situation, it was difficult for me to get like a clear read on what was actually coming through. Um, So then I just decided to call Lucia and just kind of talk to her and just explain the situation. And oh, like I feel bad and blah, blah, blah. And we had a nice conversation and after that, I left feeling pretty good. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to come. I'm going to do it. And like, this is, mind you, this is 6 p.m. the night before the next yeah. one's going to start, which is yeah. going to be five days. It was a game time decision for sure. <laughs> it was a game time decision. Yeah, it's funny. I seem to operate like that a lot in yeah. my life. <laughs> it's more fun that way. Yeah, it's more fun that way. Uh, so yeah, last minute I decided to come. No one really knew I was coming. So it was also a nice surprise to like show up and mm-hmm. see like everyone that I had just been in class with that was continuing on and then just like be back there. Yeah. Yeah. So five days linking awareness adventure. Um, 
So the first one, linking awareness journey, I would say, and again, I'm speaking from my experience and my perception, everybody. Linking awareness journey was learning to activate our subtle senses and connect with sentient beings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then go into into that heart space, doing that by going into the heart space and linking awareness adventure was more of a, an adventure in a lot. I mean, they're all journeys and adventures. Yeah. Um, but I'd say that this one was more about looking deeply into the blockages that are in our own systems um, from genetic programming or conditioning that's blocking us from activating or connecting to our subtle senses. Okay. Hmm. That hold us back from our subtle sense awareness. Okay. So it's like even more subtle. So the focus is on the focus is on the awareness and everything, but like from that, like t- really tapping into the subtle senses. Yeah. Well, um, I would say this one was more healing in the way that we were okay. more diving into what was the, what was blocking us from from our subtle senses or from the awareness of our subtle senses. If that makes sense. Ooh, okay. Okay. All or right. from our subtle sense awareness. Yeah. So that it was more healing in the way. It's like okay. It's like. Maybe before we're getting the this remembrance, we're feeling into our subtle senses and how that feels. And now at an individual soul level, what's holding us back mm-hmm. from that subtle sense awareness? And then right. when you're speaking of subtle sense awareness, like, is that, you know, using our inner wisdom, like connecting to our inner wisdom, connecting to our heart, connecting to mm-hmm. our highest potential? what's holding us back energetically what uh genetic programming or systems or conditioning is holding us back to go into so now we're going into the healing aspect of feeling into that and releasing that uh so in this one we were doing sessions on each other Mm -hmm. okay so it's more of yeah it's more about like probing into other yeah it's more about probing into like how to release blockages in other people which is like what lucia does basically right yeah well i would say learning to release blockages within ourselves oh okay okay and then we would do it we did sessions with each other but it's so it's so interesting and this is why this point is so important too Like, when you talk about being a healer, like, someone doesn't heal you. A a healer activates the healing potential within yourself Mm -hmm. or the change-making potential within yourself. So as a healer or a change-maker or whatever, we can guide and we can support, but we can only do as much as you're willing to do for yourself. And we can be there to support you in your activation and your observation of your own healing. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, you're, you're the healer and you're the change maker of your own reality. Right. And what comes to mind there kind of is free will because you can't, because anything that's going to change within your energy field has to come from you. It's like that you literally, you really can't have someone like go in 
and like sweep aside this one thing in your energy field or like clear out this blockage in your left arm and then expect any of that to really stick if everything is all connected you know it's it's kind of like also like a a free will thing like maybe someone else can help you to illuminate it or help you to locate something but in terms of long lasting anything that's going to be in your energy field you know it's kind of like a free will thing like you're the one like you're sovereign in your energy and in your aura and you have to be the one to like re-establish a new system of regulation in your in your energy yeah yeah definitely um and it's just from so much of it too is from a place of observation and mm-hmm. observation from a place of unconditional love while we do these mm. sessions so we would do sessions where we would be paired up and we would do sessions on each other but yes. it's just like you're but when we're doing that we're observing what's happening within them and then like supporting yeah. the the energy shifts shift supporting the releasing and then that's where we're acting as a healer or someone that's healing but really we're just holding space and we're just observing the the changes that are being made in themselves and like that's true for everything that's how that's how healing works that's how the inner work works that's how shadow work works you know right i know it's so interesting it really does take away that power dynamic and it's so common or just everyone you know really really buys into this this ability that someone else can do something profound for us in that way and we can do profound things for each other but not not that deep that it's your own inner work and it really kind of takes away that um power hierarchy that it's like oh this person because you're getting a healing session with this person means they're better than you or it means that they're they can do something that you can't and like maybe they maybe someone that does healing has has gifts and and it's like their gifts are holding space you know if you're if you're a healer then you can't do that you know you have to have that observation yeah observation space holding um quality but yeah that's interesting yeah i I think just learning and knowing how to properly hold space in that type of setting yeah yeah would be part of it but it is like the activation of of your inner healer and i think that is just such an important message because now in this day and age as you know self-development has become more popular i feel like spirituality has come online more where people are seeking and they're looking for things and they're also looking for quick fixes and what can fix me and this and this without Mm -hmm. having this like understanding of what it truly means to heal and also where that where that comes from yep um so people yeah yeah it's like more of a space it's more of a space holding thing than anything yeah well i think that's too or where i was going with that is just using your discernment too when you choose who you want to support you or who you want to work work with or what offers that you're interested in um and knowing and having somebody who knows that they may not necessarily know everything either like i think also not putting people like on a pedestal 
Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they can do this and they're better than me and they're better for me because of this and they can heal me and change me and I can't mm-hmm. do it myself because a good healer or a, a, yeah, or a change maker or whatever, like they're truly just observing the change that is happening within yourself and supporting you to release uh, within that energy. Mm-hmm. And usually you're attracted to soul clients and clientele that have gone through similar experiences as you. So that's like another thing, you know, it's such a good point. I I feel like I never even really think about this in terms of, you know, seeking to work with someone or seeking whatever. It's it's so, it is so true that a lot of times people are seeking for someone to have, you know, to have um, certain either credentials or just to have like, yeah experience or just be 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 on this pedestal whether it's subconscious or not but when you're actually maybe should be gravitating towards or or putting your perspective in the sense of you want someone that is similar to you (laughs) you know or i don't know i don't know similar is is a vague way of putting it but you know what i mean like someone that um can kind of meet you a bit more where you are and and someone that you think, you know, would be good at holding space. Basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's something to be said about experience. Like there is certain people who exactly. have more experience. So uh they're the three D very... way of exp- the three D way that we view experience. You know. Yeah. I think yeah, my point was just that it it's more about the understanding of the person that they're not the healer, but they're activating and observing the healing that's happening within yourself. So having the understanding that it's that no matter what, that that has to come from within. So it doesn't matter who you choose to get a session from. If you're not willing to do, to open up your own healing for them to observe and activate and co-create it. Cause when we do healings or we do sessions, it is a co-creation. It has to be a co-creation. It cannot exist without it being a co-creation um and having that understanding that if you're not willing to do the work but you go to someone and ask for a session nothing's going to happen yeah right it's just going to be very surface level and it's going to be fleeting nothing's going to happen and also the reminder too that you have the power within yourself like someone can be there to guide Mm -hmm. and support but you have the power within yourself and at the end of the day it's a choice yep yep like maybe we went on a little bit of a tangent there but (laughs) (laughs) no it's good it's important so what'd you do on day one or so so the focus was the focus was kind of holding space or this what what i'm learning what i'm learning so far in terms of the distinguish but distinguishing between this uh linking awareness adventure and and the previous one was that it's more more active in terms of you know practicing with each other but definitely bigger emphasis on holding space and observing that's i kind of keep going back to this observing thing i'm trying to let it sink in a bit more yeah do you mean observing observing what come i don't know the first one we talked about already, it was linking awareness journey. 
And then this one that I'm talking about is Linking Awareness Adventure. But then the next one actually that I didn't get the chance to go to, I had a camping trip set up for months already ahead. So we were going to this camping trip instead. And I just felt like this was spirit saying that I need some time for integration before I go to the next one. Um, mm -hmm. But the last one is Linking Awareness Observer. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it gets even deeper. <laughs> the observation goes even deeper. Yeah. Man, the way well, that she has this way of just putting all these words together and just for some reason, it just makes me think so deeply. Yes, that's another really great point uh, is I've been reflecting on this too, is how well Lucia languages, mm -hmm. like yes. just the languaging she uses and the way she talks in itself is very activating. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, wow, like, yes. I find myself just being like, why can't I string together a sentence in yeah. that way yes. <laughs> as I'm on the podcast talking? <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, she just to be in and like, that's part of it, too. And I talked on that last one, like we would spend time in the bunkhouse where we would go through different PowerPoints and she was a storyteller a lot. Like she would tell stories and that was part of our learning and mm -hmm. our activation as well. Um, and then even like I'm thinking, because we do get a certificate after each one and this the certificate is assigning the observer observation of our own activation. So, so you you basically confirming that you like observed your you you confirming that you observe you like witnessed your own self activate. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I think so. Let me look at look at let me look at my certificate. I have my one right here. Yeah, so Lucia, um everybody take a look. I'm Ooh. certified. I'm certified. She's certified. <laughs> okay. Um so facilitator observation of activation. So she signs it. Participant activation observed. I sign it. Activation observed. <laughs> nice. This one I would say was a little bit more uh, practical time or time like in the field. Mm -hmm. Where we're like doing sessions with each other and doing kind of hands-on things. Uh, but we still spent a decent amount of time like in the bunkhouse where we would like chat uh, about anything. It's like a really good space to just ask Lucia questions. Or just talk about things as a group and yeah, talk about things as they come up. So we had a lot of interesting conversations there too that mm -hmm. weren't always on topic. But all right, let me do my best to remember this all. <laughs> okay, so the first healing. So now we're all with a new group of people mm -hmm. and we get all the like uh, tables set out and we get paired off and we get to do healings on each other. So this specific healing was a part of our brain. It was a certain part of our brain. We did a repair on it. Ooh. So we were energetically taught hand positions 
of the person in front of us, how we wanted to put our hands on, on their skull and hold them there. And then this is where the observation piece becomes so interesting because you're told to just observe their process. So then the lady that I had with me this first time, we're feeling into it. We do the guided journey that we did from linking awareness journey to drop us into our heart space. We always go into our heart space Mm -hmm. when we open this up. And there, from there, I observed her experience of what was happening within her. So I'm learning too at the time. So I don't always know, but I'm just watching what's coming, what's coming to me. And it was just this really beautiful experience. I'm trying to remember, like there was, I remember just watching her chakras being activated. Like we reactivated this piece that was in the brain and I'm watching it connect to all the chakras and be like, boom, 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 boom. And like light up all the chakras and they're just like glowing. And now all of a sudden I see rainbow colors. And then there's this, um, the piece of the brain that we're activating starts flashing in rainbow colors. It's just like going really quickly, just flashing rainbow colors. And then it's just like, you're, you're seeing all of this in your mind's eye. Like you're seeing all this with your third eye while this is happening. Yeah. And your hand is like, Oh, somewhere over her brain. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to like explain my experience without, Mm. because I don't want to explain Lucia's teachings either. Yeah. Mm. so even though I wouldn't be teaching anyways but I'm trying to like explain it without being like super specific just for like that reason yep um but yeah so basically I'm holding space and observing her by holding my hands on her head Mm -hmm. at a certain at a certain point and I'm observing this in in here and then I remember this piece where there's these like dolphins coming up and swimming around and then it was a dolphins. I want to say a wolf too. And then there was a wolf that came through. Um, and it was just really powerful, like really powerful. Like being in this energy even after so we would finish. And you can both, it's just so palpable how like potent like how powerful that experience was how powerful Mm -hmm. like the energy just was and I just said to her like take your time to get up and she took a while like she just kind of sat there and let it all like sink in and then she came back up and we debriefed and it was so interesting because this was the first uh experience I had doing a session with somebody else Mm -hmm. and she starts like explaining back to me like the same things that I had been seeing. And I was just like, wow. Like she starts talking about her chakras lighting up and activating. She starts talking about the rainbow colors. And I'm just like, whoa. Yeah. That's awesome. Confirmation. It was so cool. And then she brought up uh, the dolphins and the wolf. And I was like, whoa. So all just very real. Very or I think, real. I don't think she brought up the wolf. I think she did bring up the dolphins. And then I, I brought mm-hmm. up that I also seen a wolf. But what she said was her daughter and her son's spirit animals are a dolphin and a wolf. Oh, okay. That's awesome. So, yeah. 
So that was pretty, pretty intense too. Yeah, it was just wild. And then so while we're doing this, the horses are also in the corral with us. So they're moving around, releasing for people and coming up to people too if they need extra help releasing. Oh, so yeah. So are you guys all just, so you're in, yeah, you're in with the horses, you're in the corral with the horses, kind of just all on your own separate tables, like doing your own experiences. And then the horses are just around. Yeah. Yeah. To like, okay, got it. Yeah. The horses are just walking around freely pretty much um, and just moving to whoever they need to move to or releasing or, or doing whatever. Yeah. It's funny because like my first thought was my first thought was like, oh, how could they how could you have all these multiple sessions going on um, or like how how could the horses properly give you uh, the attention? And then I remembered that everything is a self-adjusting system. It's you know, there's no such thing that is like, oh, all the horses need to how are they going to release for this person? It's like when you're just in there and all of your energy fields are you're just in this one constellation or that's another term for some of this mm-hmm. stuff or i don't know or for its own thing and it just it's i guess yeah the best way the best word to put it is it's a self-adjusting system of, of energy and it's just things move around as they need to and then that's it well it's Distributes also um, as necessary i feel like the horses they work from a level of priority yeah right right we did talk about this in the other episodes mm-hmm yeah which is also how i would say lucia works for the most part is Mm -hmm. what what's the priority so if the horse is to what's the priority who's the priority um what needs to be released and and what's a priority right now right and and then they would move there yeah but then i just and i just remember after connecting or debriefing with this lady over our experiences and then we like switched and she did it for me and I remember mine was a lot less like boof, 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 boof. I think mine was a lot more just kind of like gentle mm. healing. Mm-hmm. And she observed that too. But us just like debriefing and just saying like, wow. Like I remember her looking at me and being like, wow, that was really powerful. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, holy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so we did a few different ones like that, where we were given different like healing codes or different um, phrases or positions on the body to work with, where we would do sessions on one another. Mm -hmm. And this is part of why it was, this is why it was so powerful, this linking awareness adventure. And this is where the observation piece comes in too, because I was observing my own healing. I was observing my own process more and more and more before until it just became second nature. Like Mm. we're doing these sessions on each other. And at first I feel like I don't really know what to expect. And then every time I'm just being put into this, like what feels like a meditative state to me, or like I'm going somewhere, I'm connecting, I'm in my heart space. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm in my heart space, all of these different things come up if it's um different visualizations or metaphors or um yeah i guess i guess visualizations like uh 
different pictures or whatever that I'm being shown and something's coming up to be healed and to be activated. So more and more in every session, every day, I'm continuously spending time, creating time and observing this change that's happening within me, the shift that's happening within me from being at the ranch and from being with everyone. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Interesting. What do you mean by like when you said you're it's you so you switched more naturally to are you saying like you became this there was this extra element of the observer kind of took on like a new meaning to you like is that is that what you mean like when you when you said that you started off like observing it within your yourself um do you know what I'm saying like is and then and then you said it and then you said it became second nature so what do you mean by that or do you mean like becoming the observer of how of yourself and of your own process is that what you mean and increased awareness right yeah i guess because a lot because like this whole thing is just about like tuning into the energy of everything around you right and so it's it's like really cranking up the dial on your observer and it just like whoosh, heightening your your senses to the to the max and right exactly. yeah so like initially you're like okay what's around me but then eventually it's just like what do you mean uh, i'm already tapped into everything that's around me because i'm here duh that's what it felt <laughs> like, like. like i was just so tapped in and tuned in and that began to happen Whoa. more and more because i think at first it's like we do these sessions on each other or these guided journeys and they take you to this space of being in your heart space and then you're like oh okay um, and you're, you're waiting for a sentient being to come in or you're connecting with a sentient being. And I feel like you're, um, I don't know what the word is. I don't want to say not, definitely not force, but you're like, that's not the right word, but you're like making it, you're sitting there kind of more making it happen. I feel like I had a word on the tip of my tongue for this. Like you're yeah, more like, act- you- like force in, in a, like you're actively thinking about it yeah like, you're more yeah. i think like yeah actively like initiating it maybe right like time to observe <laughs> like that yes yes exactly right more, that's a good way to put it being like okay time to observe right it's like, um, i'm gonna observe myself now or i'm gonna observe i'm gonna consciously tap into everything in the space yeah And I feel like also I was doing this more, I was doing this multiple times a day when maybe at home I hadn't been doing that multiple times a day. So the way that you just like quickly just like tune in and tap in and you're just like in this energy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was just happening quicker and quicker where you would do these sessions and boom, you would just go to this place and things were happening quicker as far as the healing that was coming up, the things that were being made to release and then just in general I'm finding myself outside of the sessions too I'm very tapped in and like yeah I'm just like very tapped in and like sensitive and observant of everything that's going around me and it just feels like this flow of energy that's just like it's just flowing like Mm. I don't I don't even know how to explain it yeah like a new level of flow state because like right we talked about flow state before and just and getting into a flow state is like un like to get into a flow state is like unclogging whatever like letting every letting everything through and i'd imagine that this is the ultimate version of that because another one way to get into flow state is kind of acknowledging that whatever is coming through 
is of divine origin. And so it's like there's a big aspect of flow state in your life and flow state with your next divine ideas and these next things that is the universe wants you to acknowledge its magic and wants you like once you acknowledge that the things coming into your reality you trust them you know once you acknowledge your trust in them and once you acknowledge how real they are they continue because it's you seeing the energetic world and when the energetic world knows that you can see it it starts getting louder and it's like that right it's it's like the ult it's like the ultimate level of that once you're acknowledging the awareness and everything, then it just cranks up because then you're, yeah, and it, that's that's an ultimate flow state. Yeah, and that's what it felt like where things are happening around me. It just feels like things are kind of just like clicking. Like, I don't really know how to explain it. It's like a, if I had a question that I put back into the universe, it's like it's answered. Like, yeah, it just, it just rapid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It just felt like I was just really tapped in and just like moving. Um and I felt like I wanted to stay in that forever. <laughs> yes, I could, uh, I could imagine. That sounds great. Yeah, and it's like for the people listening, like people, anyone can probably relate to that because you know when you are, you know, to an extent, you, you know when you're in this flow state, you're, you know when you acknowledged, acknowledged some idea from the universe and the next one comes in really hot. The next one comes in so quickly and you know it when you see it. And once you really, it's, it's a big momentum thing. I feel like a lot of it has to do with acknowledging because we're just so quick to doubt things. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of it has to do with acknowledging. It's like, it's like, oh, that uh, trusting yourself to acknowledge something's validity is helps open, open up those doors to the flow state. Yes. And then I guess besides um, just observing ourselves, we're all observing each other. So mm, yeah. It's a bunch of very tapped in people in the same place, holding space for each other in this just like very potent, energetic yeah. vortex. Like, yeah. it's just like, whoa, 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 right. whoa. Like, yeah, people yeah. that are capable of holding space and people that have practiced holding space probably for friends or for clients and stuff like that so that's just the ultimate space holding <laughs> and so and watching that too how if somebody's some person is in their process and they're releasing or something's happening it affects the group there's a shift in the group and how that's continuously happening and watching different because now we are getting into the healing part of it more where we're having these deep sessions and people really are in their process and there's things that are shifting and changing. Like, of course we went through that before in the other one, but now we're really, we're really getting into it from like my perspective. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, and we're also doing these, these sessions on each other daily to bring up these things. And like, that's what the linking awareness adventure, a lot of it was too, was, um, going deeper into what was blocking our subtle senses and our subtle sense awareness. Mm -hmm. So now it's also been set in this space for that to come up. So that's what's coming up in the session. So right. I guess we, yeah. And getting into that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. There was another session I did with, I mean, I did a few different sessions on different people and I'm trying to like, remember what was all coming up. Mm -hmm. in all of them but it's kind of hard to remember but maybe it's not meant to be remembered either i even mm -hmm. found myself actually directly after the session 
having difficulty recalling it all to explain to them yeah. because so much was going on in my mind's eye. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one session, so we started using tuning forks, mm-hmm. which is really cool. We yeah. got to use, Lucia had some very cool tuning forks that she let us use. Um, and so we intuitively used those. Like she taught us how to use them and then we intuitively felt into where we wanted to use them on the other person. Mm-hmm. So that was also really cool too, because like you're just moving to where you feel you're supposed to place them, mm-hmm. where to go. So sometimes some people weren't even touching people. They were working on their auras. They weren't yeah. even touching them with the tuning forks. Well, you don't even need to touch with a tuning fork, do you? You don't. Well, actually, I don't really. Yeah. You can. I mean, you can. Oh, uh, okay. You don't have to. Yeah. I mean, the most I know is just getting it close because like that, the vibration definitely affects whatever it's around. Um but yeah, no, the aura needs some tuning fork action too. So yeah. So I was paired up with this one uh, gentleman from Czech mm-hmm. and there's a few people. And so in this one, there was more people from Czech too. So there was like four people from Czech maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and they had done swimming with the dolphins with Lucia before this and like had met Lucia over in like Czech because she has classes in Czech and stuff. So, I mean, if you're from Czech, <laughs> if anyone's listening, <laughs> go check them out in Czechoslovakia. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, so we were doing the tuning fork ones on each other. And when I'm thinking about it, his was his was very, very interesting, actually. Uh, I do remember that a mantis being came through for to me for mm-hmm. him so we talked about that too um and just yeah a lot of activating a lot of activating was going around around his mind his like headspace so we were like working on that and clearing out things but then when it came to be my turn and he was working on me i was taken to that place from the Sananga journey that I did. The underworld? The underworld. I went back to the underworld, baby. Shout out. Go and listen it, to our episodes about the underworld. <laughs> so, yeah. So this was wild for me because all of a sudden I, it's like the same thing. I'm like back at that tree. I'm wow. going. Yeah, I'm going down through the roots. I'm going through like the ruby portal. I'm going down through this portal, through this portal. And and that was really, yeah, that was really wild. Um, but before actually I got to the tree, I was in, before I got to this tree, or I guess I like was this tree. Like I seen this tree in the forest somewhere and I was this tree. Mm-hmm. And this was really interesting too, because I just sat there as this tree and time just went by and I observed myself as this tree. Through like all the different seasons. Well, well, okay, that's cool because <laughs> it's so cool. I couldn't even form words. I was like, whoa, well, like trees are the ultimate observers. That's what their incarnation is. I mean, you know, they're space holders and they're 
they're observers. They're just there. They're stationary while everything moves around them. So yeah. you tapped into your mastery of observerness Ooh. from yeah, a... something felt felt very powerful about that realization. Yeah, right now. yeah. You tapped into mast yeah mastering being the observer as a tree, and you felt so you just like felt everything move around you, right? Yeah, it was really cool because I was just this tree and I was just standing strong as this tree. It was almost like a big oak tree or something like in the forest and there was this trail that went by it. And so I observed the deer walking by and the rabbits and then the different seasons. So it was spring and there was like there was flowers blooming and I was watching them like come up and bloom and like die and the like and the leaves come out on the trees and then we moved into summer and I see the animals like moving by and then fall comes and I start to like shed my leaves mm. and watching around me as like the autumn colors come in and then it's like winter and it I have snow on me and I've dropped my leaves and there's snow all the way around and a little white bunny like runs by and there was an mm. owl that came and like sat sat on me which is really interesting because um, I want to get back to the owl more because the owl came up a lot in this uh, seminar in this linking awareness adventure. Mm, yeah, that's a cool spirit animal. The owl, so wise, very wise, very. Oh yeah, I love the owl, mm -hmm. um, but we'll get into it because some people are there's some fear around the owl. So really. You know, I, that's interesting. I had I had owl spirit animal appear to me like about a month a month ago or a month and a half ago. I remember at night I heard an owl like hooting um, near my bedroom, and I was like, I feel like I don't hear that that often. And of course, you know the way that I think about everything, I'm like everything's a sign. And I was like, the owl is trying to communicate with me. What must I know from this? Uh, but it's just one of those things that's so specific. Anyway, so. You observed your tree lifetimes yeah. like in a flash, kind of. Yeah, I mean, it actually went a lot slower than you would think. Oh. Like, it really kind of took me through the seasons, but obviously, yeah. like, sped up because it would have happened. Right. Like, maybe I'm. But it felt like it felt like whimsical. It felt like yeah, when, like it didn't it feel felt like, like it definitely like took me through stressful. the seasons that I'm watching as things like kind of happen and go on around me, and I'm just like, I'm just this like tree. I'm just like standing there, like rooted to the ground, mm -hmm. observing. And then this is where I went down into the tree now, down into the roots of the tree. And this is where I started my descent back into the underworld. And it was the underworld th that I'd been to before where I was just speaking on where I went down into like the red ruby portal and I went into the next portal and I went all the way down, down, down again, all the way to where the creepy beans were walking around. All mm -hmm. like, yeah. And I'm like, again, like I'm like looking around and I'm just like, why, why am I here? Mm -hmm. Like, why am I here? What's, what's going on right now? And I was like, last time I was here, I opened up a portal. I feel like I'm supposed to open up that portal again. So I opened up the portal again. But then I was like, nothing's going, nothing's going through it because there wasn't anything on the ranch 
any negative, not that it has to be a negative energy, but there wasn't, there wasn't anything really to go through at that time. But then again, so I'm observing, you know what? It's so interesting how much the word observing is coming up now when I'm talking about this. Like I know mm -hmm. I was talking about in the beginning, that's what it's about. But the more and more I talk and keep using it, like, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's I like know. something's happening. <laughs> I know. I know. That's why like I, I was super drawn to it. I think it's clearly for a reason because I was super drawn to that word from the the first time that you use it to explain what this was all this second uh level experience was all about and i'm just like and the last one is called linking awareness observer so like yeah. i'm so excited to go to that next year yeah you'll come with me yes i will yeah we'll be rich by then we are rich it's <laughs> true right right <laughs> that's what i meant to say <laughs> we are i know rich in love <laughs> um okay oh so open up this portal and i'm observing and i kind of watch almost this like black energy kind of move and dissipate like from my body and move up into the portal and it's just like coming from me and it mm -hmm. felt like like a soul retrieval moment mm. Like mm -hmm. I was down there finding fragments and aspects of my soul and everything that was ready to be released was leaving and going through this portal that I had opened up. Okay, interesting. And then so I go, when I'm finished, when I'm complete there, I move back up through the underworld. Um, at, oh, I think you went back up through the waterfall to the blue beans and the blue beans that were there they all surrounded me and they did like an energy attunement on me while I was laying there and just like attuned my energy and like part of linking awareness adventure too is we talked a lot about the blue energy Ooh. so yeah and like the blue energy that exists on the earth plane and what the blue energy is and who the blue energy is. It's a very healing energy. I know Lucia mm -hmm. told this one story about being in the jungle and they referred to the blue energy as tiger energy, I believe. And this was like, it was like life energy. It was like source energy moving through the jungle. Mm. Um, and then I mean, and so and the blue beans too, a originating from most people feel into like the serious constellation, yeah. And then from there they moved out and stuff. But we did work a lot with and talk a lot about that blue, blue energy. So throughout my time there, the blue beans. In almost every one of my sessions was coming to me being like, it's time, it's time, like you can do it, we're here for you, we want to connect with you, like basically reminding me to connect with them, like we're here, we're, yeah. we're with you, we're supporting you, like please, like please connect with us, please connect with us, please connect with us. Mm -hmm. And every time I'm like, I know, I know, I know. Mm -hmm. Um. But so they did a healing on me at this waterfall 
And then I moved up through the waterfall portal and I was in like the forest and there was another portal there, but there was just this forest and I felt like I was supposed to stay there. And so I just kind of looked around and I just like wandered around this forest. It was really beautiful, really mossy and like lush. And this like witch appears to me in the forest. And so I go up and talk to her and she tells me it's time for you to start listening to the plants. Mm. That actually just gave me chills. Yeah, me too. Wow. Okay. She said, it's time to connect with the plants. The plants are wanting to connect to you and are wanting to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And it's time to, yeah, to listen. And I don't really know why, but I guess this goes to show why it's so resonating. I actually feel emotional, like, saying that right now, and I'm not really sure why, but mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think it's because it's more of a remembrance it's not any the reason it would make you feel emotional is is because it's not that it it's not that it's not a separateness or it's the reason that the plants want to talk to you is because they have something to tell you that is important apparently or that is important for you and for your soul and it's more like a reuniting with whatever information they have for you or whatever connection they have for you, you know? So that's probably why. Yeah. It it is just that like soul remembrance. Like it is emotional connecting Mm -hmm. with your soul. Yeah. Remembrance, right? (sighs) Yeah, it is. It, It is because we don't, because we don't really do it that often and I feel like we try to connect with the highest aspect of our soul in our current incarnation or we try to connect with our higher highest self or whatever in our current incarnation but it's so difficult and intangible to feel the power of our soul and everywhere that our soul has been that that it's but it, it when when you do try to focus on that it is emotional and because it it's a it is so much a part of us and it it just reminds me um this is just relevant in our uh in our psychic light class in this light language um class that we did well she called it like light language or soul language and basically the light language that i spoke um which i'll talk about that on uh, the next time we record probably but the light language that i spoke it was uh she referred to it as our, our soul language and yes. it's tapping into all that our soul every experience every single solitary experience that your soul has ever had and ever will have and i don't and tapping into that and i think i guess i don't know if i've ever really given myself an opportunity or space to do that to say Alyssa, tap into the frequency of your entire soul and its vastness and then speak that language i don't know when the last time i ever told myself gave myself a space to do that was you know so the fact that then i was like oh okay i guess i'll do that and then when i did that it was 
so profound and yeah, it really wow. just taps into and what it felt like is it felt like uh power and it felt like be everywhere it felt like this very pervasive energy and it felt like this thing that connected out to everywhere because it's like I've been so many places and um and it was very powerful and just it was one of those things too where um you know sometimes like the second you start overthinking it over thinking something you lose it like when I was yes yeah because because I was so profound when I was tapping into that like and I could actually feel it and then I would start and I I would think and I wasn't I wasn't doubting it I was more just being like oh my god like that's what that's what it feels like so then it would kind of come in and out Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. feeling because I was like oh my god I think I'm actually tapping into some feeling or frequency that is my entire soul and I just don't think we give ourselves the opportunity to do that that often um and so I think that's where that intensity comes from because it's like you know we will think of it in terms of this lifetime or we'll think of like other lifetimes or uniting it but like there is this one essence of your entire soul that you can tap into yeah well and I think it's just like as humans you know, we kind of made this agreement that we'd be born into this life with amnesia and mm-hmm. not remembering. Yeah. And now a lot of us as new earth leaders is we're tapping into our remembrance um, and doing the healing so that we can tap into our remembrance. And when you feel that, when you truly feel that remembrance in your heart, yeah. it's like reuniting with a long lost friend yes yes with your twin flame like the piece of yourself you're just like Mm -hmm. and it's emotional yeah right it is and yeah it obviously is difficult for us to remember to yeah to reunite with that bigger aspect of ourselves and and there's like a surface layer knowledge that obviously when you come to a spiritual awakening that you are united with that or that that you have this remembrance um but it is still so easy to keep it so separate you know it's pretty easy to kind of forget to tap into it or or to keep it separate still even even if you have the the knowledge that it's not separate i think um it's an acceptance too like accepting that piece of the remembrance or that piece of you too and having that piece come home to you and just like feeling into that as well Mm -hmm. yep yeah you have to receive it you have to be there to receive it not going to receive itself (laughs) yeah yeah or just accepting you know that that is your soul's truth or your soul's There's, essence it's a massive i'm thinking about i'm g- kind of going back to like you getting emotional about the connecting to the plants and i'm and yeah what 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 reminded me of that whole thing of how i felt my soul uh during soul language is about how yeah it is it is emotional when you are able to tap into that feeling of connectiveness because it yeah. feels like it's so rare and it does feel a little bit fleeting when you are able to tap into that it's very emotional and um because what it is is it feels more like a liberation you know it it feels it feels like a liberation from this 
matrix i guess kind of yeah yeah um and it's like do you dare do you dare to let yourself go that far in your thought that you can be okay or just the realization that you have access to that yeah yes right and that that and that's i think the piece that is liberating from the matrix because it's just like this whoosh of remembrance of holy fuck like i i am powerful and i can co-create my reality and the things that i i resonate with i guess do resonate only in the sense of like i remember being young and feeling kind of a little like shut off from my abilities or shut off to the world from just like programming and life circumstances um and telling yourself things from the societal programming that maybe you don't like certain things you can't do certain things so then even that remembrance and allowance of your true soul's essence and just like how profound that can be too mhm mhm like for example i feel like now i feel into the things i like like crystals mm-hmm. and lighting sage or palo santo or doing yoga and yeah. those things resonate with me on a soul level and i'm like oh this is who i am and talking to you and having our podcast and talking about these philosophical things or these spiritual things like this is who i am but mm-hmm. there was a point where i shut that stuff off because i told myself that's not that's not who i am like that's not me mm-hmm. i don't someone can be like that but it's not it's not me so to come back to this remembrance of no this is you and it it is true i just yeah i think that that can be there's there's such a deep programming that we have around obligation and about around feeling like this obligation to do certain things and feeling like that uh and feeling that to to have a moment where your soul feels free or to have a moment where you feel bliss that feeling guilty around it and this is just this is just what's coming to me it's it's so deep it's really really deep and it yeah, exists like really every, it exists in every single second and it's very strong for me too and it's like this it's very very hard to untangle that this obligation and that's why i i, I just feel like that's kind of where this whole piece comes in and the emotionalness of connecting with your with your soul on that liberation because this obligation piece from just um from our the coding of our the way that our world it works is very deep and so we feel like we're not allowed it, it feels like yeah i just think it's it's just about feeling feeling like you shouldn't be allowed to have that to reach that bliss frequency because to reach it would to because in that bliss frequency you know you're maybe just like laying down in the grass and <laughs> Like, you know, I've lately I've been doing a lot of like laying down and on laying down on the grass and looking uh, straight up into the sky, whatever time of day it is. And just there is this 
magical kind of alignment that I feel happens actually I want to unpack kind of the science behind it of feeling like there is something to it but when you're just like looking up at this dome around you and it's um it's this I don't know it's this bliss kind this blissful grounding thing and it just feels like it's so connected to this how strong this obligation um you know what I seen this thing the other day that said uh the opposite of triggers are glimmers oh wow i like that i like it too and yes so that you can all relate to that it's it's always like a little glimmer of the joy and so but that moment of you saying laying down in the grass and looking up at at the sky and the clouds like that feels like a glimmer to me Mm -hmm. yeah and i guess yeah this is exactly why i'm saying what i'm saying because it just lately and i get get like this a lot but we both like a lot of times like i just don't want to do anything like i kind of just want to chill and i just want to be in nature and it's really loud the voices in my head that the obligation voices and that it's not you're not doing enough and um but it's so it's constantly i'm constantly at odds with it and I just and then just the some days, though, your soul is just bringing you to do these things and to just observe the world around you and to just be in nature and do these things. And. Yeah, and it and that's why when you do that or like when you have a day that you don't do anything, it feels very um, rebellious, it feels very I feel like a rebel <laughs> days that I like don't do anything which is most of the time recently (laughs) but yeah well and i think that when we were were just talking about like how deep it is i mean we were talking about me talking to a witch in the forest and he, he told me that i need to talk to the plants and then you know we went into unpacking the depth of that or like the depth of feeling emotional in that moment so yeah yeah this stuff is deep Mm -hmm. it is deep it's it's for those who want to go deep who desire to go deep to desire to have that remembrance and have the activation yeah yeah so i hope that that yeah conversation resonated with people and I will with the right people, you know, the people that get it. It's just and yeah, kind of just this call, this calling um, that it just feels like, oh, it feels like, no, there is wisdom waiting for me among the trees and there is wisdom waiting for me. It's like it's, you know, it's not being called to do nothing. It's being called to observe in a way. It's being called into observation mode. Mm. That's what it feels like to me, I guess. That's that's what it does feel like to me on days that I'm yeah. like, I, I can't, I need to just be in nature because I feel like nature has something to show me today. And usually it does. <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course it does. Yep. Like, the sentient beings are our greatest teachers. They're mm-hmm. all around us. And like, that's also just like the misconception of being human. Like they were put on this earth to work nine to five until we're like mm-hmm. 70 years old or 60 years old and then that's when we get to live our life is when we retire and we have our pension saved up and like that's fucking bullshit 
Like, who said that? Who said that? Like, oh, like who put me like I'm just born into this world and that's what I have to do to make somebody else happy to make money for somebody else. You tell him, sis. <laughs> well, it's just so fucked. Like, I know. I know. It is. I mean, <laughs> and maybe this is some of my sacred rage coming through right now because there's like a piece of me that's like, like settle down. But then I'm just like, no, I don't yeah. have to. Yeah. <laughs> but it is true. Like so many people view the world in that way. And like, that's not a judgment thing because that's just like where they're at. Their soul is at right now and they're learning lessons that they need to be. But like, how crazy is it that all of us humans are born into this world with this conditioning if this is how we're supposed to live, and if you step outside of that, like you're the weird one, mm-hmm. <laughs> or like even like humans are the only animals, the only beings on earth that pay to live. Like, yeah, that's crazy. The re- the trees just stand there and take in the sunlight and the nutrients, and the wolves like hang out together and hunt in their <laughs> packs, and the little rabbit just like bounces around and eats whatever rabbits mm-hmm. eat <laughs> yeah yeah and we're here we're out here hustling we're yeah going to an office for however many days a week away from our families away from we're buying food in the supermarkets like again this is not a judgment because i do these things too but it's just like putting it into perspective of how wild that is and there is no rules to this thing and just the idea that Mm-hmm. there's supposed to be rules or there's some, supposed to be some type of guidebook yeah. that we're supposed to go by or we're supposed to look a certain way like mm-hmm. i mean it's so crazy to work more than half of your life and then like the sweet spot is when you're almost dead to enjoy it mm-hmm. yep it's very backwards <laughs> but yeah like totally it's been a major theme it's been a major theme for me in this time like in since i've been technically uh, without job <laughs> why yeah. did i say it like that without a fit without technical job in this last six months and i've been working on my passions and i've been watching i've i i have the mirror i get to witness the miracle that is the universe universal source fueling me up with energy right when i'm well, right when we're about to record or right when I'm about to make a clip of something from the podcast that I'm like so excited about or like the universe tells me exactly like when I need to make it like, oh, right now it needs to be posted today. And then I just get a surge of energy to do the thing that I want to do. And it's cool. And I've witnessed that now in myself in this last six months. And I've also, because I'm using this time to follow my intuition, I'm it has been a major time of going head to head with those obligation thoughts and most of the times i just want to i just want to chill i just want to observe i just want to whatever and these obligation that string of obligation and all that stuff is so loud and it's been very much part of whatever lessons that i'm i'm personally learning in this cycle because i know it's not going to be i'm gonna have i'm gonna have some more structure at some point or i I will have some place to report my energy to, you know, maybe in the next few years or in the next year or some next stage. So it feels like, you know, this is kind of my time to, it feels like this recent time for me has been about figuring out, like, how do I manage that relationship within myself? Because that's all that matters. Like, 
that's the only thing that I that it is to be managed at all. How do I figure out how to how to continue within myself, given all that is around me and given that my soul is speaking loudly about what it wants me to be doing or not doing? Well, and I think that's part of it, too. So say you're a soul who you've awakened to the matrix, you're looking around you, you're going, holy fuck can't believe this is my life. I don't want this to be my life. Like, where do I go next? And then it's like, so what point are you open to listening to the soul nudges and your intuition and co-creating or creating your reality around yourself? Because you do have this moment where you do kind of wake up from everything. Because a lot of people, um, they're not observing what's going around them. Like they're, they're, they're just living in that life still, I guess, which is, okay, again, no judgment, because that's just like part of their process. Um, But then so what happens when your soul does wake up, and now you have the choice to remain there or to follow your heart nudges and your soul nudges and act on them? And what does that look like? Um, And then feeling into what it feels like to connect to that to connect to your inner essence, your inner wisdom, and then watch as things begin to align around you in your reality. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. And I think you and I are examples of doing that or being on that journey, like in that process. We're in that process yeah, of figuring it out and doing it. But one thing I will say about us is we do our best to follow our intuition and listen to that if it doesn't make sense all the time. Yep. All right, so we're going to wrap up there for this discussion in the next week's episode. Michaela is going to continue talking about this level two training at Eagles Eye Ranch. And thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to give us a rating or review uh, wherever you are listening and definitely subscribe on YouTube. Please follow me on Instagram at interdimensional.astrophysics and follow Michaela at Mariposa Moonchild. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Bye.